Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on Monday, October 17th, 2022, just a couple of weeks before Halloween. Okay, and I hope you got your costumes all ready, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, your dentists are happy because the candy-inspired cavities will be coming. Hey, welcome to today's show. Okay, we got a good one. Thanks to my friends over at Discovery Education. They have their SEL Coalition Okay, and the social emotional learning, and they they they've given me today, which is going to be terrific. The vice president of communications over at Responsibility.org, and that's an organization that fights drunk driving. All right, and it's very very important. And uh, wow, okay, that's Aaron Hildreth, and then also we have Phyllis Fagel, and I hope I'm pronouncing Phyllis's name last name right. She'll tell me. She's a, she's a very interesting lady. She's a school counselor at Sheridan School in Washington, D.C. She's a therapist. She's written a book called Middle School Matters. A new one coming out is called Middle School Superpowers. I know she likes middle school. That's subtitled Raising Resilient Teens. And Phyllis has written for Psychology Today and CNN, Working Mother, U.S. News, okay, all that sort of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to talking to them about prevention education as part of social-emotional learning. In other words, let's make sure the kids don't get in trouble, preventing them from creating challenges that may interfere with their life and with their learning. And we're going to talk all about that in just a second. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's A-C-E-E-D.org. That's where all of our podcasts are archived in our magazine, Equity and Access, and everything else we do is over there from the American Consortium, Consortium on Equity and Education over at h-ed.org. And let me bring on my two guests. And here they come on the way. There we go. Okay, I had to wait till the thing stops circling, etc. Phyllis, are you there? I'm here. Hi, I'm Larry Jacobs. Call me Larry, and it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Phyllis, nice to meet you. Thank you. And how do you pronounce your last name? It is Fagel. Rhymes with Fagel. Fagel like a bagel? Is that right? Yes, exactly. Got it. Thank you. Poppy seed? Are you poppy seed or sesame seed? Uh, sesame, definitely. All right. I'm a poppy guy myself, but there, we'll go from there. <laughs> Phyllis, it's nice to have you here. Erin, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Erin. And does Hildreth have anything to do with bagels? I don't think so, no, but my maiden name is Linder, which kind of sounds like a Linder bagel. Exactly. Well, this is incredible. It's a bagel day. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, appreciate it. I'm going to start with you, Erin, your VP of Communications. Over, and please call me Larry, both of you. Okay. Um, you're at VP of Communications over at Responsibility.org. Okay, and I hope people take the time to go over there. Okay, and it's all basically about, and I think it has to do with substance abuse, but mostly drunk driving. I, I just put it all into perspective. And, you know, drunk driving, I guess MAD, and groups like yours, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, has really made a difference because it used to be headlines, and it seems that it's not that way so much anymore. Just talk about responsibility.org and put that in perspective just before we begin here. Sure. Thanks, Larry. I would be happy to. So you are right that responsibility.org um, works very hard to fight drunk driving and actually all types of impaired driving. And in addition to that, we work 
equally as hard to eliminate underage drinking. And then we teach people about responsible consumption, of course, people who choose to drink and can do so safely and are of legal drinking age. But one of the things that we really like to talk to kids about in particular is about how alcohol affects their developing brains. And so that's mm. really why we come together mm. with, we have come together with Discovery Education. We have a, a program called Ask, Listen, Learn. It is all about how kids and alcohol don't mix, how alcohol affects the developing yeah. brain, ways and methods for them to say no to underage drinking and live a healthy right. lifestyle. And was I right? Is, is this, I, I know it's still a problem, but it's becoming less of a challenge than it was, say, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Well, underage drinking is always a challenge. We're going to work until yes, it's it down to Agreed. zero. But Agreed. you are, yes, you are 100% right, Larry. Underage drinking levels have reached a historically low levels. We're yeah. not going to take credit for all of that, but we certainly have yeah. played a part, and it's part of our – we're dedicated to doing that. So we work with so many other people to help bring those numbers down. And as the world opens up, because, of course um, – we're turning those pages towards hopefully the end of the COVID book. Um, people are going to be out and about more, so we want those underage drinking levels to stay low, move lower, and not creep back up, which is why we're so happy to be part of this conversation today. I'm thrilled you're here, and thank you for that great explanation. Okay, Phyllis, Phyllis Fagel. Okay, you are, as I said, you're, you're a school counselor at the Sheridan School, which I'd love you to tell us what that is. Okay, down in Washington, D.C. But talk about all the other things you do. You've really got an incredibly interesting uh, background here. And feel free to plug, plug the book, Middle School Superpowers, Raising Resilient uh, Tweens. Tween, raising Resilient Tweens in Turbulent Times. Try saying that ten times fast. Okay, <laughs> and it'll be out soon. Okay, uh, talk about that. Uh, and anything you want, Phyllis, just to help me introduce you and how you're involved in uh, all this. So I am a counselor in a K-8 independent school in Washington, D.C. Uh, before that, I was in public schools, and I love partnering with Responsibility.org because the work that they do really coalesces with the kind of work I'm doing because the skills that you need in order to be able to make the decisions to do anticipatory problem solving and decision making, to be able to self-advocate for yourself, to understand what might get in your way and to know more about your own brain and its development. All of that is so related to refusal skills, to preventing underage drinking, and all of the things that we're talking about today. Right. I, th I think it's so important. And how did you two, uh, the, the, you, Phyllis, and, and Responsibility.org come together? How did that, how did you guys meet up? I want to say Several it was through, ago, right? <laughs> yes, I was going to say the American School Counseling Associ Counselor Association, ASCA, ASCA. I think sure. that is where we met. That is good. That is yeah, great. That's great. Right. ASCA is a wonderful organization. Okay, and I'm glad you're doing it. Erin, did you want to add more to that? Well, I mean, we love working with Phyllis. When when right. Phyllis speaks, sure. we listen, um, and <laughs> we're we're. We work so, so closely with ASCA because school counselors Good. and educators of all types, they see kids more often than their parents sometimes. And then also parents are their kids' first teachers. 
So when you have educators and families working hand in hand, I think that's so necessary in prevention. And then it's also so necessary in social wellness, mental wellness, emotional wellness, what the SEL Coalition is all about. And I think it's even more important since you guys are, and Phyllis is one, but since you're so involved with school counselors, it's important to say that we have a serious shortage of school counselors and we have, a, we have tough times and it's tough times to have a serious shortage. Okay. So it becomes important. Okay. To, to do this, what, what you guys like to call prevention education and certainly as a means of social emotional learning. Okay. To, uh, to get this, uh, to get, to get these kids up to speed and make sure that things continue, the, the, the bad numbers continue to drop, et cetera, et cetera. And Phyllis, put all this into perspective, okay? And again, you have great perspective from your role, okay, in social-emotional learning. How, is, how, is, how does all this affect social-emotional learning? Phyllis. You know, I think we have to acknowledge that the last few years have been pretty tough, tough on parents, tough on kids. Yeah. You know, one yeah. benefit might be that, Families have been having a lot of difficult conversations that they might not have had time to have in the past to talk about what kids might be missing, mm-hmm. to talk about what they might be concerned about when they return, to work on some of those skills that I was talking about earlier, to get to know their parents better and hear places and times when maybe they slipped up or they wish they could get a redo or they learned from a tough experience. So factoring all of that in and then coming back, I think what we're seeing is that we need to do a lot of refreshers. We need to really remind kids about those social skills and recognize that they want to be with their friends so badly, which is so developmentally appropriate, particularly since they missed out on so many developmental events, but that with that comes some maybe heightened risk-taking and fewer social skills. What do you see in Phyllis as you work at a middle school? What do you see these days? So I work at a middle school that probably came back almost a year in person before some of the other area schools. So I feel like we might be a little bit ahead of the curve. But when we first came back, that initial time in the first several months, we saw a lot of kids who had trouble feeling grounded in their bodies. We saw kids who were very sensitive. They weren't sure who their friends were. They might do things like try to be funny to impress people and it might land flat. We saw a lot of neediness uh, to connect not only with their peers, but to reconnect with adults. And we saw Mm. that their stamina was down as well. Stamina was down? Really? Wow. Yeah, they just didn't have the energy because they weren't used to navigating so many different social interactions over the course of a day plus school wow. in person. It was hard. They really were worn out by the end of the day. Man, I thought it was just me. I don't know if I'm glad, glad to hear that or not. <laughs> Jeez, that's, a, that, that's really interesting, okay, that the stamina level was down. So all this put into perspective, and again, this matters to social-emotional learning, which we, we have a website called SEL Today, seltoday.org, okay? We try to make a little resource center, okay, for social-emotional learning for both teachers and the students, I might add, okay, because it's really, really important these days, all right? So I'm going to ask Aaron this. Aaron, put what responsibility.org is doing for schools into perspective, Okay. In other words, we're talking to you. You want to keep uh, the uh, the drunk driving and uh, you know alcohol consumption and drug I mean, drug consumption 
down to a minimum, okay? What are you doing to help teachers explain that to kids or schools explain that to kids or counselors explain that to kids? Aaron. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So responsibility.org is all about conversations. And when we have these hmm. conversations that are proactive and teach kids what healthy living is, what a balanced lifestyle is, and what alcohol does to them. We're not just saying, hey, you better, you better not drink underage. We're telling them why. And then we're also giving them additional skills, kind of like what Phyllis said, refusal strategies if they come up with negative peer pressure, decision-making skills, goal-setting skills, self-advocacy. And for people who are familiar with SEL foundations, those are also SEL foundations. But oh, yeah, the way that yeah. we find ourselves in schools is through our Ask, Listen, Learn Underage Drinking Prevention Program, which is free to anyone who wants to use it. And it is turnkey. It's ready to go. It's animated videos and lesson plans. Of course, that's resources ask, to send that's home. Ask, Listen, and Learn. Where do they get that? So, yes, asklistenlearn.org is where you can find it. There are resources for educators. And then there are also resources for parents so that everyone can be singing off the same song sheet when it comes to how to help kids, empower them even, to make these great decisions about staying alcohol and substance-free. And, and then, so I have to ask the question. I'm looking at now, now I went over to asklistenlearn.org. I hope you all do that. And it looks to me like you have some animated characters on here, okay? And the kids you're showing me, and I, by the way, this will show how old I am. I taught junior high school before there were middle schools. Okay, so I taught junior high school. Okay, these okay. kids look look perhaps younger. Okay, than the kids I taught. What what age are we? What are what age? Are, I'm going to ask Phyllis this. Phyllis, what age are we talking about here? I mean, you're a middle school expert. Are we talking about elementary school kids? You know, I think. It, you certainly can use it for upper elementary school kids as well, and I have. There's a mix of fun activities that are, you know, things like word finds or word scrambles that relate to the activities, and teachers can use them as exit cards and things like that. The videos might seem like they skew young, but sometimes when you show animated characters, it actually takes away some of the awkwardness. It allows even older kids to relax. And going yeah, back to the return from the pandemic – a lot of these kids are presenting younger anyway, so I'm wow. finding that things that used to be maybe upper elementary school are actually even better matched to the middle schoolers I work with. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating. We're, we're talking about kids in elementary school, and we're talking about drinking and, and using and smoking marijuana. I mean, this is this is like a – I can't believe it. It's – well, it, really? it's prevention too. Oh, if you don't talk to, do? to them, yeah. yeah. If you don't talk to a middle schooler, you know, early, and we know that they're well, the rates are going down, which is great. And part of that, I yeah. think, is because of organizations like Responsibility and the conversations Absolutely. parents are having with kids and that, that shared language. But if we don't get in there before they're tempted to use or before they're in situations where they are exposed to opportunities or having opportunities to try new things that maybe are illegal or, or unhealthy, yeah. then we've missed that opportunity. 
Wow, this is really cool. Asklistenlearn.org. Okay, I'm going to keep saying that so that people so that people can incorporate it into their classrooms, etc. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, that uh, I want to just ask about this: is tobacco? Are the kid, kids are they're not smoking as much, or they're vaping? Are we involved with that too in this case? That kind of stuff? Because I'm thinking how that's gone down as well. Yes, so responsibility.org at the core is um, underage drinking prevention. However, in September of 2020, we did release a module, so a video on the lesson plan about how marijuana or how cannabis, THC specifically, affects the developing brains, bodies, and behaviors of kids. So, and that was as a result of educators coming up to us at conferences and saying, do you have anything about marijuana? I want to learn more about marijuana or more about cannabis. So we did take that into effect. We did the research and we found it actually to be very educating for ourselves because a lot of adults don't understand how cannabis affects developing brains, let alone their own mature brains. Um, but when we get to things such as smoking and tobacco, the prevention lessons still hold true and those refusal st- strategies still hold true for learning ways to say no. However, there's not a specific course about tobacco within our program, but I will say with the cannabis or marijuana lesson plan, it does touch very briefly on vaping but, of course, vaping as it pertains to THC. And how old is Ask, Listen, and Learn? Or how new is it, however you want to answer that? Sure. So Ask, Listen, and Learn started off as a social program for parents, mostly. We worked with Nickelodeon and Sports Illustrated Kids. And, of course, over the years, we – we evolved as the world did. In 2016 is when we released all of this curriculum that you're probably looking at, that you're seeing, and that we're talking about. So Ask, Listen, Learn evolves as the times change. A couple years ago, we did make a dedication to go digital as opposed to tactile. And right. as you can imagine, the when the pandemic hit yes. and everyone else was pivoting and trying to get everything online, we were ready. Of course, we, no one was ready for the pandemic, but we were ready for yes. digital and online education. So we were able to be there for educators, um, including school counselors, for parents and for kids when they needed some education right then and there. And, and, and I'll, ask, I'll, I'll ask Phyllis this since you're so involved. Phyllis. Where is this used? How do they, how do teachers put it in? You know, in elementary school, where are they doing it in the morning? Do they incorporate it into a lesson? How does it fit in? Is it a special thing that they're doing, or is it incorporated within? What's the best way to do it? Maybe that's another way to ask that. You know, I can I can only speak for myself, but I teach sure. our health and wellness classes as a, as the school counselor, and so it's baked into their 
course schedule that I will be coming in and we do lessons that relate to all of the skills we're talking about, those social emotional skills, the refusal skills, the self-advocacy, the problem solving, healthy decision making. And in those classes, sometimes I go in with our school nurse as well to talk about the physiological changes they're experiencing, including brain changes and how these substances impact their developing brain. Well, and that's where you can use their materials. It's, it's just all so important. I have to ask this. Phyllis, I'll stick with you on this one. Uh, young boys versus girls, okay, uh, black versus white, et cetera. Are there any statistics that, that some teachers will need this more so than others? And if I'll give you a good, a good example. Are, are young ladies, do they need this as much as young boys do? Absolutely. I think that we have to remember that all of our students, uh, you know, whatever their gender, are spending a tremendous amount of time online, and they're exposed to all the marketing tactics that, uh, you know, I'm thinking about vaping in particular, but if you have candy-colored, fruit-smelling canisters that, you know, appeal to that desire to have it be like candy or taste like candy, I like to tell students you're being manipulated because no middle schooler wants to be manipulated, and I want them to understand how to take in that information, how to make sure they're getting accurate information. It's why I like to use resources where that are using you know, evidence-based strategies and, and really good data like responsibility and ask, listen, learn, yeah. so that when I go in there, I can arm them with accurate information as opposed to maybe something they've heard while they were scrolling through their social media feeds or talking to somebody's big brother. Yeah. You know, you know, I was watching football yesterday and every other ad is for beer. Okay. And I'm thinking, you know, you talk about manipulation. Okay. And I, I, I guess I learned that if I drink beer, I'm going to be really popular. Okay. at really fun bars, you know, and that's the, the, the we, we talk about manipula and I do drink beer of course, but you know, I'm an adult and, but kids see this all the time, you know, it just drilled in, okay? And it's so hard to fight against that, the societal norms, all right? What do you have to say on that one, Erin? Can you fight against that stuff? Um, I, I will admit that I'm not an expert on this, but I will say that even adults fall victim to reading yeah. things online and just assuming that they're true. And so kids do it. I, I am a mom. My kids are in sixth and seventh grade. So right in this sweet spot that Phyllis is talking yeah. about, and they will come to me with all of these quote unquote facts. And I'll yeah. have to ask them, where did you see this? Who did you hear this from? Does this sound realistic? So quite honestly, it opens up the door for me to have more conversations with them when they bring me one of their TikTok facts or their YouTube yeah. facts. Yeah. Um, very similarly, when my parents who are in their 70s bring me their Facebook facts, and we have to have this, a very similar conversation. So I do think it's part of that responsibility. Talk about tweens. There you are, poor Aaron, stuck in the middle there between the parents <laughs> and the kids. Okay. Living the dream. What can I tell you? All right. Yeah. How did you guys, I guess Aaron, this is an Aaron question. How did you find Discovery Education, my good friends? You're working with them at the SEO well, Coalition. Absolutely. And if if you or if someone is part of the education world, then you know exactly who Discovery Education is and their commitment to digital learning and the just how present they are in schools. And, of course, the reputation of the Discovery Education name is so high and so well-regarded. 
that it was a natural partnership for us. And then when we looked into working with them for Ask, Listen, Learn, and of course, Ask, Listen, Learn is science-based and it's evidence-based, then when we decided, well, all of this SEL education is now so required and needed in today's education yeah, sphere, and Ask, Listen, Learn has that too, it was just such a natural partnership that we've been working with Discovery for almost five years now, and oh, nice. it has just been a home run, yes. Yeah, well, it is a home run. They're a great company. I'm very close to them, and they do, do stuff. What are you hearing? I guess I'll ask Phyllis this one. Phyllis, what are you hearing as feedback from educators regarding working with responsibility.org, SEL, Ask, Listen, Learn in particular? What's the feedback? I think anytime you have adults who are working with kids, they want to make sure they're giving really good, accurate information. And we're asking an awful lot of teachers right now, we're asking them essentially to be counselors. Every single one yeah. of them in many ways has to be a counselor right now. Yeah. And they're hearing the conversations. They're talking to kids who are explaining what they might have experienced over the weekend. And we want to make sure that they know what's accurate, that they feel com confident and comfortable sharing information. So it's a good resource. I do share it with teachers, and I share it with parents. I think Erin mentioned that having that shared language is so important. And what I also really reinforce with the teachers is that scare tactics don't work. You mentioned that you were a junior high teacher. I actually went to junior high myself. It was junior high yeah. at the time when yeah. I was a student. And back then, they used – those scare tactics. It was the D.A.R.E. program and just say exactly. no. And exactly. they talked about yeah. peer pressure. And of course, it wasn't particularly effective. And what I explained to students and to teachers as well, because this applies to far more than just underage drinking, is that it's really not about peer pressure, per se. It's about peer presence. If you want kids to make good decisions and Interestingly enough, there is a gender difference here. This is particularly true if we're talking about boys who are with other same-age boys. You're going to behave the way that people around you are behaving. It is the presence yeah. of people making good decisions or poor decisions that will alter how you behave. So I always tell kids you are who you're with, and that's a message that teachers can reinforce as well. Right. They, ha they have to. And, you know, what you said, I just have to say this. They, we, we put an awful lot of pressure on teachers these days, especially these days. Okay, they're just pulling their hair out trying to get all this in. And the, so besides teaching literacy and what, you know, and whatever subjects they're teaching, they're also now teaching the SEL side. And as I said, there's a shortage of, of counselors, all right? And this falls on the teachers, okay? And although teachers really enjoy kind of doing this kind of stuff, it still has to fit into a curriculum somewhere, and this does. All right. And it's just so important that, you know, we appreciate them and give them the tools they need. And by the way, I'm assuming ask, listen, and learn. I should mention this is free, right, Aaron? Free. Uh, yes, for yes. sure. Yes. You should mention that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's really, it's just so important, you know, what you're doing and, uh, you know, helping teachers get through this. You say you've been doing it for, a, you know, a number of years now, but uh, I'll tell you, it's more important now than ever. Okay, we're in really strange times these days. The kids and the teachers are under a lot of pressure. So uh, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you, fellas. Thank you, Erin. You're, you're terrific. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. 
Okay? This was great. Okay? Both of you, continued success. Okay? With, with all you're doing, anything we can do for you here, just let us know. So thank you both. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. You guys take care. Bye, Phyllis. Bye, Aaron. And again, Bye. thanks to everybody. Day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. You were more than welcome. Believe me. Thank you for all the good work you do. Responsibility.org and then asklistenlearn.org. And you can hashtag SEL Coalition. That's part of Discovery Education, okay, which is doing really good stuff. Okay, I got to tell you. Okay, I work with them a lot. There's a reason I do that because they do a lot of good stuff. All right, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Please check out everything we do over there. My name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks for listening.